we need to make that women's game more competitive. If you are a, you know, if you're 500 WTA and you practice pickleball seriously for like five months, you're going to be, who knows? You can be top a six, a six figure something, you know, I mean, you're going to be making six figures somehow along the, the threshold. So uh, once uh, there was a couple first round matches in women's, and then we went to the round of 32. So there's obviously 16 matches in the round of 32 and a couple of them were competitive, but 11 of the 16 matches, I counted it up. They were so lopsided. The final score was 242 to 22. What? That that, so 11 of the 16 round of 32 matches, I ra I counted up the score lines. Of course, it's gonna be 22 for the winning team. 22 to 242, that's how lopsided the first round matches. And I love seeing the full women's draws. We didn't always have that, I love it. But man, that is some lopsided results. Okay, we got Adam Stone back on the pod here to carry me once again <laughs> yes james uh so it looks like we might be together a little more consistently on the james ignatowich podcast um now the last thing we want to do james is get too structured on this podcast we want we want you off the cuff we want you doing your thing i'm just gonna kind of guide you through it a little bit ask you a few questions here this is like 80% you, 20% me. This is not a 50-50 situation. We're just going to rock it, okay? Yeah. All right. I'm in. Number one, let's just get it out of the way. Talk to me about the ankle. How's it doing? How we feeling? Uh, what Did you have a decision whether to play or not? Was it just so bad it didn't matter? Let, let's get into that. Yeah, I honestly didn't really have a decision. I mean, I've had uh, I've had ankle sprains before. I played basketball for years. And I've probably sprained each ankle like two or three times. And I've never had one this bad. I'm not sure if it was so bad because of like what happened in the moment or because I played through it for an entire game. Not really mm -hmm. sure. But um, it's, you know, it's probably a grade two sprain. I'm getting it checked out today, but I saw my trainer yesterday. Um, no MRI yet, but it's like, you know, he thinks it's grade two, which means like, for those who don't know, grade one is you're probably going to be good in two weeks. Grade two is like, okay, there's some tearing. It could be four to six weeks. And that's what he thinks it is based on just like the mobility of it and, and what he saw. So it kind of sucks because I was in like the situation that I want to be in, that I trained to be in, right? I was in the semis against Ben and Colin. I got Matt to my right. So my first chance to play with Matt. Um, I had mixed final tomorrow, the day out, you know, so it's really not good, but um it is what it is. I mean, I'm not really too upset about it just because, like, I am getting paid to play pickleball, you know? <laughs> right. You know, I can't complain that much. Hey, that, that, that's, a, that's a good mindset to have. And so, uh, so was this something that you felt a little bit, maybe you tweaked it and then it went worse or was this just a one-time thing? Uh, I didn't actually see the injury. Uh, and, and, and then also describe, you briefly touched on it, when exactly it happened in the match. Here we go. So I, I posted it on my Instagram story. It was at 10-9 in the first game. It's on the stream. DJ Young hits the speed up off speed to my high backhand. Mm. I bag him. It's like the perfect way for me to get hurt. And I posted it on my story. I bagged <laughs> him in the chest. But as I'm moving to my left, my ankle, I mean, you could watch it back on the stream. It's the grandstand stream, 10-9 in the first game. 
and you'll see my ankle completely turns over and I jump right up and I'm, I'm grabbing it. And it was, uh, I played through it just cause I was, I think one thing is like, I've always had a high pain tolerance, which is a little dangerous for that type of stuff. And I just played through it, all the adrenaline and it hurt during the match. But then after the match, it was like, whoa, this is really bad. And uh, I figured it's just not worth it to go out there against Ben and Colin and, and be able to like not walk, even if I loosen it up again. It's it's like, you know, I'm finally getting paid. Like, I don't want to re-injure it and get hurt for like six months. Like, it's just not not smart. So, yeah. No, I, I yeah, I hear you. And I'll, I'll go ahead and say this. I do not have a high pain tolerance. So uh, <laughs> I, I, I have sprained my ankle before and it's one time volleyball, all the other times basketball. And I have stopped a couple times and I have kept going a couple times as well. And you really don't fully know until afterwards. But you did say 10-9 game one. And I believe that you won that match 12-10-12-10 against, uh, against uh, DJ Young and Deckel. Uh, we might as well just talk briefly about that match. So how was it, first off, playing with Matt Wright for the first time? And second off, a, a pretty pretty tightly contested match against DJ and Deckel? Yeah, Matt is such a stud. Matt is like, uh, it was crazy. You know, I could hit a bad dink over there and they just attack him and he's just like, see ya. You know, like his backhand counter is a joke. And it's, um, the guy's just so good. He's so competitive. He's so intense. Like we would be in the first game of the first round against like two guys that we had not heard of. Great, great guys. <laughs> great guys. <laughs> but like the guy will hit like a forehand speed up winner. He's like, yes, let's go. Like he's just, he's just dialed. He's so focused. He's so intense. And um, I loved it. I think as competitors, I mean, the both of us are just so, you know, we're so in it. We just really want it. And I think we're a tough out based on that. Um, and I think his uh, you know, the firepower, the forehand speed up off the bounce, so solid in transition with that paddle. You know, it's a 10 millimeter onyx and he can still get up to the kitchen. Um, it's, uh, you know, he's probably, he's definitely on the right. I mean, he has a case of, of being the best right side guy. That's not like a radical statement by me. And I think it was, mm -hmm. it was awesome to play with him. Um, and on that match with, with Deckel and DJ, well, I guess like for a quick rundown of men's day, um, you know, first round, then second round, we played uh, Jericho Grohlman and Zane Navratil. And, you know, <laughs> so Jericho and Zane, we, it's, here's a good story. So Greg Dow, he, you know, he knows about Jer Jericho and the pickleball house and, and Davis and all of our friend group. And he's begging Connor Pardo to get that match on center court. He's like sending him a text and like, I wanted to get involved too, but I didn't really want to, you know, ask for my match to be on center. So I'm like, thank you, Greg. Connor does it. We play on center. So that match is on Amazon prime. If you want to watch it, it's, it's a short one. So it's fine. If you, if you want to check it out. <laughs> <laughs> and it was crazy because it's like I brought Jericho into pickleball. I was, you know, just a year ago, he had no idea how to play. Like I remember dinking with him. I was like, and he was like missing, you know, whiffing dinks almost. And now he's playing with Zane and I'm playing with Matt on center. It was a pretty cool experience. And um, we just totally blew through. I mean, it was, it wasn't pretty the match itself, but like, uh, I think Jericho's got a lot of upside. I think he's going to get better. And um, so yeah, that happened. And then in the quarters, uh, yeah, DJ and Deckel, that's a tough team. I mean, they've got a lot of firepower. Deckel's got good hands and and just, like, great finishing power from both of them. And uh, I think we 
we knew that they weren't going to be able to just blow through us. Like we're not a team that they can just roll through. So the, the rallies were going to be a little longer than maybe they're accustomed to. Um, we felt comfortable in the middle, like dinking middle. And I think you can dink Deckles wide backhand and you're usually pretty safe. Um, and if you dink middle there, Deckles just going to give, you know, what he might do is he'll have that forehand speed up that goes inside out right to me. To the left, to the left guy. Correct. Correct. Yeah, yeah. He'll go right at my chest and I'm comfortable with that. Um, I, I've seen it a lot and it's good. It's sneaky. You know, if you're speeding, if you're sitting forehand there, you'll get hit, but I'm used to it. So I'm ready for it. And I don't leave it because I don't leave anything. Like trust me. <laughs> the question i'm like you know what whatever i'm just ready for the backhand but um that's a tough one i mean deckle played well deckle's got a you know deckle doesn't make a lot of mistakes i think he's immense he's solid he's uh when i've played him he's he's been solid in transition makes a lot of dinks he's tough to attack he does a lot of things right in men's um and i i think you know luckily maybe you know we had some a couple points go our way um a couple errors from them from dj and then i think we pulled it out but uh that's how it went yeah no definitely uh 12 10 12 10 uh obviously a quality match uh for sure and uh yeah so let, let's just touch on this a little bit uh because we brought it up on on the uh the it feels right podcast about this pickleball house and just a little of the intricacies of it uh are you funding it how does it work uh let's just spend a minute or two on this james I'm not funding the pickleball house. Well, <laughs> I'm sort of, I mean, I'm giving them some, like, uh, some paddles, you know, they need, the paddles are expensive. I've hit them up with some, uh, some of my old clothes and, and whatnot. Uh, <laughs> it's funny. Like we always, I don't do it on purpose, but me and Anna, we're like the supplier of balls around here. We've got a bunch of, cause you know, we're getting paid now a little, we're generous, whatever. We show up to the practices with like 10 balls at the end of the practice. We've got five. The pickleball house has just like stolen five of them. And we're like, you know what, whatever, we'll let it happen. So, um, oh, we're also the supplier to the pickleball house of caffeine. So we're sponsored by Rainstorm. Maybe I shouldn't say this on, on the podcast, but we've, we've just been throwing rainstorms their way. Like they're just, they're on, you know, four or five rainstorms a day, all of them. They're just all. <laughs> and how many are we talking about here, James? How many guys? Yeah. Well, there's really how many there's like at least four i mean there so there you got hugo hugo kaukna he, i hope i pronounced his last name right he's coming he's he's probably right now like a five five level player he played uh d1 tennis um and then there's jericho grolman who's like he's a pro now he got fourth at the app um davis carvalho who got to the quarters of the app um so like, you know, he's got to the quarters of a few APPs, Davis has. So like, that's not the biggest accomplishment, obviously, but it's like, you know, he can play at, at APPs. Um, and then there's my friend, Ryan Fu, who played tennis at Michigan. He started right. at Michigan. And that's it. These are just my friends. I'm not bringing anybody else into pickleball because I don't want any more competition. But um <laughs> Do you want me to go into it or like, do you want some? No, no, I I think that that was a perfect assessment right there. And, you know, we'll dig deeper in uh, future episodes. There's no question about it. But just to touch on one thing that you said, how cool is it that still in pickleball at this time, you can play for a year, maybe a handful of months, and you 
can just wind wind up being partnered with Matt Wright and Zane Navratil. So that that we are still in that realm of pickleball. It won't always be like that. But there is a real reason to have a pickleball house and do these things because you can get in the mix in this moment in time. And I just think it's the coolest thing. That was what was cool for me. Yeah, I mean, the guy is like, you know, I mean, Jericho, he's been playing for a year and he's doing pretty well in pro tournaments. And he doesn't even like there's just so many things that, you know, he's going to get better at. Same with Davis, too. Like same with like I looked at myself a year ago. It's like, yeah, you know, like you see these guys and it's like, I'm not saying pro pickleball is easy, but it's like, well, it's not that hard. You know, you got a shot. You got a shot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, great. No, that's a nice recap of men's uh, very sad story. Injuries are, are just silly and stupid, but you know, you got to do what you got to do, do your rehab, get back in there. Uh, incredible mixed day as well. And I was just scrolling through the scores and there was uh, some pretty lopsided stuff going on throughout uh, the draw for, for you and Anna, uh, tell me a little bit about mixed day. Yeah. So first couple of rounds, I can't really recall, but I, I know that when we got to, <laughs> that's good. No, that's a good thing for you. <laughs> Who did we play second? second round. Yeah. Mixed. Sam Query and Angie. Oh Wilson. yeah. I was going to ask about that too. Oh, Thanks Anna. That was the first round. Sam Query. We played. It Sam was. First round, first first round query, and let's let we have to touch on that because query is fun to talk about. Where is his game? How how is he looking? And what do you think about old Mister Query? <laughs> he's it's so funny. He's such a funny guy. Like he, uh, we got this like fake beef. I, I mean, I can't even seriously have a beef with him. He's like the nicest guy ever. It's like. <laughs> It's like, I can't even, I can't do it. Like, I wanted to have this, like, fake beef with him. I can't because he's such a nice guy. It's like, I know I'm going to lose the the beef because people are just going to like him more than me, you know? So I just can't. But, but I mean, the game, it's, um, he's, I don't know about his, his mixed. I, I just don't know about his decision-making sometimes in mixed. And, like, maybe he's not watching enough mixed or maybe he's not confident enough in how to play mixed the right way because I don't think he's being aggressive enough in some situations. Like maybe he could take, and this is for him too. Like, I hope he's watching this. Like he can get some advice. Um, I think he can take more court on fourths. You know, he's six foot six. And I had such an easy time finding his partner on my third. And somebody who does that really well is Christian Alshon. So Christian Alshon, like I couldn't find Tyra on my third. And he played great, by the way, in their mix. And so did Tyra. Um, but um that's the thing with Sam. I think he could take more court on fours. He could, he could be bigger in the middle mixed. It's like, you know, you gotta just, if you're that size, like let alone my size, if you're that size, you have to just get big and just make it a problem in the middle. Um, so I haven't really seen, I, I think his soft game's getting better. He's solid. He's making a lot of balls. Um, but I think he's got to get more dialed into just like, you got to take over and mix. And I haven't played him in men's. I've only played him in mixed two times. So yeah, no, I, I I think that that's very true. And fourths, I think fourth, sixth, eights control of the kitchen line, especially in mix is such a big deal. I mean, I feel like when I'm playing the left, I can cover 75, 80% when they're going soft with their third. And if someone like Query is not at that percentage or well above it, I think that that's a big issue. And you're, you're passing up on some value for sure uh, of keeping your opponents back and putting a lot of pressure in the back of the court, in the midcourt. So, uh, and then a nice transition right over 
to Alshon and Hurricane Tyra uh, beating Riley and Jesse. Uh, you guys didn't have too much trouble with them, uh, but I know you're you're one of the people that are probably most comfortable in seeing uh, HTB play as much as she has, and of course, uh, comfortable with your good buddy Christian Alshon. Talk a little bit about that match and just kind of how they're developing as players, especially in mixed. Yeah, I thought they played. Um, we didn't get their best in the semis, I think, but in because they had a long break. But in the quarters, I watched it. And have you seen that match? That quarter? Five? I have not. I have not. I have not. I have to check it out. I mean, no, that, I know my my issue here. Just real quick is my casual relaxing watching almost all of the stream with a couple adult beverages is no longer a thing now that I have a child move on continue James just wanted to share that I got you well that quarter is just as a pickleball fan like because I still love to watch pickleball I'm still I'm still pretty new you know and I'm still obsessed with it watching that quarterfinal was just it was awesome I mean Christian and Tyra were down I think eight eight four in the third maybe eight five in the third came back and won at 11 eight um it was just, I mean, Christian played really well. Tyra played really well. Tyra is so tough to attack, you know, and that's Riley's Riley's best attribute as a mixed player is just being able to attack what's in front of him. And Tyra's got that semi-Western grip, so she's so good here. It's almost like, a, it's not a full pancake like, um, like Riley's is, but she's really good at her right shoulder. You can't really attack the right shoulder. Uh, but she's also really good at switching here. And she kind of has like a, at the body, she'll clear her body really well. Like she can counter really well from, from anywhere. Um, so that's tough. And I think my strategy was, cause I know her a little better was if you saw in the mixed, my attacks at her were all going way out. And <laughs> I was just like, you know what, this is a test of the tracking. And like the second point of the match, uh, you can, you can, did you watch my match against, you can check that one out too. I'll check them all out, James. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the semis wasn't as cool as the quarter for them, but but we, uh, I just went like two one us in the in the semis against Tyra. I just did like, I mean, that ball was going like fifteen feet out, but but her hands are so good that she got it back. So I'm not hitting her. Um, I think in transition, Christian is way better than I thought he would be at this stage, and I think it makes me think like, oh shoot, I got to get better in transition because he's 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 great in transition in transition for a guy so new. And he's just poaching a lot of dinks. He's doing a lot of the right things in mixed. I've only played him in men's uh, a couple times. I've played him in mixed more. But I think his his mixed game is getting really good. And I think I think that will be his best event. Because I yeah, think... His, yeah. No, I, I think that his, his... The explosion that he has is on that lunge, especially on the forehand side. Like he, the court coverage, I mean, he's obviously not a small guy, but he's not a giant either. And his court coverage and his first step and his kind of fast twitch explosion towards the ball, whether it's in a defensive situation or picking something off at the kitchen line, like you said, is clearly high end. And if he can connect the dots in a couple other ways, the, the ability, the, the ability is in there, in my opinion. Yeah, I think his highest ceiling is in mixed because he gets away with, um, like, I think in men's, he's uh, at his body. That's his only problem. Like, his his counters, he's just not not a natural counterer of the ball, it doesn't seem. Um, and I think that's, I think you can develop that. And partially, it's a talent. Like, like that was the one thing I was always comfortable with doing. Like, if somebody would attack me, even, like, I was, like, a 4-5 when I was just getting started. And I would just go like this. just And people were just like, whoa, why is that coming off so hot? And I was like, I don't know. I'm using a Selkirk Invicta amped. Like I was using the softest paddle ever. Yeah. It's just weird. Like, so I think that's, 
it takes time. And if he can develop the countering ability, because he can counter well with his forehand, but the the anything around here, he's still kind of just resetting it. So need it. you need that. You need that. You need it. I think either that or he just becomes like the best resetter ever because he's trying to reset that ball at his chest. Mm -hmm. If you watch him play in men's, he'll just reset it. So I think if he can get that down, then it's gonna be uh it's it's gonna be really tough in men's. But mixed, he's already got it. So yeah. So good. So can we call the hurricane Tyra? Can we call it a Cali cake? We've talked about this before. It's kind of like a Cali cake. So it's not it's not a full Riley pancake, but Cali really does it well too because I have tried to attack her right shoulder a lot throughout my career and very mixed results because she gets to that ball nicely and I I I see them similarly uh the Cali and the Hurricane Tyra forehand counter. I think so too. I mean, I think Cali is also so tough to attack. Cali's got great hands. Um Yeah, I think I think that's a good way of putting it. I I think I think Tyra's is actually getting down a little more when I've when I've attacked them both. I think I think Tyra's really goes down. So that makes me think maybe her grip's even a little farther over. I don't know. But um, I think that's a good I, th I think it's close. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll just roll with it, even if it's not. So uh, we also had um, Viv and Thomas playing well again. Uh, they after uh, they lost the first game to to Catherine and Tyson, but won five and two in games two and three, which is a pretty decisive uh, victory. And then next round, Annalie bent four and two with the victory. Man, it is is the gap growing? I I don't know. I've had this question a year ago, six months ago, three months ago, and I, I'm expecting everything to get tighter and tighter, but it just isn't. Uh wild that Thomas and Viv can play that well and then have that result uh, against Ben and Annalie. It's, it's just, I don't know. I think you need to like, you know, were you ever the best at a video game in your friend group? Uh, and, and friend group. Yes. In general, definitely. No. Okay. But, but like, was there ever a video game where you were playing it where you just weren't losing? Like you're just playing with your friends. You just don't lose. Tiger Woods golf. Yeah. That's me. So you don't know what your ceiling was at Tiger Woods golf. You don't know. Like play, I would play word hunt with my friends or I would play because I was always just good at like like word games with my friends. And I never lost ever. Granted, you know, I was playing against Pickleball Dave at Jericho. So we're not talking about the, the brain trust. But I mean, I was like, OK, I'm just that good at this game. I thought that was my ceiling. And then you go to Vandy and you play with smarter kids and you start losing and then you get better. You have to lose to get better, I think. Like, I really think you can't find your ceiling until you lose. And that's why Ben, you know, he lost to Matt and Riley. And it took maybe the best combination possible, Matt Wright's forehand speed up, followed up with Riley's pancake in the middle to make Ben realize, okay, I need to get better up here. I can't reset this ball. And now if somebody attacks Ben and his high backhand, he's clocking it. It took Matt's speed up for that to happen because he used to reset it. I mean, you know that. So we don't know. I think Anna Lee needs to lose and Ben needs to lose for what, us to realize how good they can actually be because I think they could be even better than they are. And that's not good. <laughs> yeah, co correct. No, I mean, I, I, think it's, I think it's a good point. I, I mean, when I first started, Ben would literally cross-court backhand dink and roll his backhand at the right shoulder of the player in front of him. And I'm talking that is it nothing else 
Why? Because he didn't have to do anything else. He's still a dominant force in the game, obviously, but to touch on what you said, he he has added things to his game from random losses or matching up against a certain team where it's at least been tight several times in a row. And if he's winning those matches four and four, maybe he never even tries or has to. So I, I think that that's a very reasonable point. And Annalie Waters, uh, you know, Ben's, Ben's won a lot, but he's been pushed a lot. Sometimes Annalie Waters doesn't even get pushed. So I, I think that you're exactly right in that situation. We'll just have to see how she reacts to it once she actually does. We need, I was thinking about this, like, how are we going to get more women that are like, you know, like that want to get good we need to make that, that women's game more competitive. And we don't need to like, you know, some people are like, oh, we don't want to talk about it. Like that there's like, that there, that it's not competitive. I think we should, let's just get as like, let's tell them, hey guys, if you are a, you know, if you're 500 WTA and you practice pickleball seriously for like five months, you're going to be, who knows? You could be top a 10. Six, a six figure something, you know? I mean, you're going to be making six figures somehow along the, the threshold. So we didn't even plan this, James. And look at this segue. So we had, of course, we had we had a, a, a once uh, there was a couple first round matches in women's, and then we went to the round of 32. So there's obviously 16 matches in the round of 32, and a couple of them were competitive. But 11 of the 16 matches, I counted it up. They were so lopsided, the final score was 242 to 22. What? That, that, so 11 of the 16 round of 32 matches, I, I counted up the score lines. Of course, it's going to be 22 for the winning team. 22 to 242. That's how lopsided the first round matches. And I love seeing the full women's draws. We didn't always have that. I love it. But man, that is some lopsided results. I don't, know how, I don't know what to say. It's not good. Yeah, that's, I mean, numbers don't lie. And those are some drastic, drastic numbers for sure. Wow. I mean, that's, that shows that there's a lot of new girls coming in. Yes. Which is a good start, which is a good start. Start. Whew. Yeah. And uh, I'm glad uh, I, I, have, <laughs> I, I have a couple notes here on uh, some slight drama that I, uh, through the, through the grapevine, I, I kind of heard about. And we, we had some light Pablo Tejas, Dane Gingrich, uh, drama at, at the, uh, in Las Vegas. And Dane Gingrich made a post about how Pablo basically kind of was saying he was willing to fight him, uh, fight during their me. match. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, I just saw this on, on Facebook and, um, uh, I think that Pablo actually walked across the net and had some words for, for Dane and, uh, Dave Weinbach who had some issue in their first round match. So, uh, I, I was wondering if maybe you had some more info. You obviously do not, but that is what I heard through the grapevine. Uh, and it's not terribly surprising to be honest with you. That is, I mean, wow. I need to find out all the information I can on this. I got to ask Bob. That is absolutely hilarious. I mean, yeah. so he's he's going to fight two senior pros? I, I mean, I guess so. I mean, and uh, Pablo, I, I have had, I have a great relationship with Pablo. I love Pablo. I've been able to get on the practice court with him a couple times the last couple of months and really enjoyed it. But he, he's had a, a couple of situations arise and uh, he he seems to be the common denominator in, in a handful of these situations. So, you know, Pablo wants to win. He's got some fire in his belly. That's for sure. Yeah. Don't mess with Pablo. Don't mess with 
at all. Yeah. Yeah. And similar to Dan Gingrich, I know he's the mental coach. I have a great relationship with him. We we go back and forth online quite a bit, but I, I wouldn't call him a saint on court either. He he has he Dave back. Yeah, he's a very competitive guy, Dan Gingrich. And of course, Dave Weinbach has uh, plenty of reputation throughout his years. So, uh, you know, just may maybe just boys being boys. The fella's having a little jawing. Uh, I was hoping he had some more details, but you do not. And do you know, do you know this Jim Kloss guy? Oh, yeah. I know Jim. Yes. So I, I, I heard somewhere along the line that your partner, Matt Wright, had a, a slight verbal altercation with Jim Kloss. Now, I do know that Jim Kloss and Lucy Kovalova have a little online beef. I've probably read 2% of Jim's stuff. Uh, I, I don't really know, but I was wondering if you had any more info on that, Mr. Ignatowicz. I do. So this was absolutely hilarious. And this, this, might, be, this might have to be our last thing, but Perfect. this is the best way to end. So... Okay, we play the quarter against Declan DJ, and Jim is in the stands, and I don't even know what Jim looks like. And only reason I know Jim's in the stands is because Matt says to me, he's like, oh, Jim's in the stands. And I'm like, okay. And you can tell he just hates. I mean, Matt is just, uh, I, I don't want to get into what Matt told me about Jim. I'll leave that, but, but Matt's not a fan of Jim. I'm sure mm -hmm. he'd be fine with me saying that. And uh, we win the first game. And Matt, you know, instead of like, Let's just say this. Matt goes straight to the bench, looks right at Jim, and he's like, oh, the clown show has arrived. <laughs> right at Jim. And then fast forward, we win the second game, win the match. I go back to my stuff. You know, I'm nursing the ankle. And then I see Matt just stalking towards the crowd, looking right at Jim. And he's like, um, you know, oh, look, I made another deep run in men's, huh? Where's, uh, I don't know if I could actually, if I should repeat exactly what he said, but he, he called out a couple of Jim's, you know, maybe Jim's favorite player, we'll say. And uh, he went right at Jim and Jim was just cowering. Jim was afraid. I mean, from what I saw, Jim, was, <laughs> I don't want this. I don't want any problem with Matt. I mean, Matt's an alpha male. You know, Jim is just a keyboard, keyboard. I mean, no, but Jim, I don't want to have any problems with Jim. I don't want to see the, any, any issues with Jim on the Facebook posts. Um, but uh, yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, no, that was a perfect description. You you told what happened. You didn't you didn't give any of the juicy details, and and and, and you know that's okay. So is this guy like actually friends with pros or coaching pros or something like that? Is that a is that a thing? I saw on his Facebook post that he was working with. It says Riley, Lindsay, and Leia. So I think okay. uh, that's what I saw. I didn't speak to any of them on if he's actually coaching them or not, but that's what he said on his post. So that could be true, could not be true, um, gotcha. but. I don't know. I mean, he's got a lot of strong opinions. That's for sure. I, I you know, some yes. of them I agree with. Most of them I uh, don't. So yeah, I, I, I kind of thought he was just a guy breaking it down for the casual fan, as opposed to someone that pros care about whatsoever. That's that's the vibe I got. I, I would guess that's kind of true. I think. I mean, he. I, that's what I thought. Like before our tournament, like before me and Matt played together, his analysis of our team was like. Matt and James aren't going to work out because they're just two right side guys. You know. Ah, okay. So there you go. So some extra, you know, it's it, it's perfect. It's good stuff. But hey, you, we talked about how you you and Grolman are playing with Matt Wright and and Zane Navratil, but maybe this is a situation where a keyboard warrior can get in the pickleball mix just being like Jim Kloss. I, I don't know anything about Josh Gartman, but I know that he kind of came out of nowhere, gave some really in-depth specific stats was tweeting uncontrollably for a few weeks and then the next thing you know he's the gm of the of dc pickleball club so or pickleball team sorry uh so 
I don't know. Maybe it's that situation where where people who are nobodies can get in the mix uh, and pickleball in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, there's a huge demand for it. There's, you know, we need, like, there's no, like, real, at least not a lot of real veterans in pickleball, coaches. Everybody's been playing for, like, two years, you know, so we need those guys, like, guys like Jimmy Miller, guys like, well, Josh is actually, you know, his Twitter I like it a lot. He's Josh is great. Like as far as what he, what he tweets and, and the stuff out there, but like guys like Jimmy guys, like uh, Jim Kloss, you know, people that are just willing to put themselves out there. They have opinions and people listen because they're entertaining. And I think that's pickleball needs that, you know, we need people with opinions. It so. is the wild West, ladies and gentlemen, you're playing, you're a, a pickleball influencer, high end content creator. Just do your thing, get in the mix and you can be a guy. Here we go. All right. Thank you, Adam. I've got counseling. Uh, I take that part. Per it's, it's a perfect ending, James. You just, you have a great old day. We'll get back with you next week. All right. The easiest podcast I've ever done. This is all you from now on. All you. Take, <laughs> take the reins, please. <laughs>